Welcome to Pushback. I'm Aaron Maté. This is an audio-only version of Pushback where we recap the appearance of two veteran diplomats at the UN Security Council speaking about the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. The diplomats are Hans von Sponek. He is a veteran UN official, the former UN Assistant Secretary General and Humanitarian Coordinator for Iraq, and Lawrence Wilkerson, the retired Army Colonel who served as the Chief of Staff to Secretary of State Colin Powell. And both von Sponek and Wilkerson appeared at a recent meeting of the UN Security Council organized by Russia and China to discuss the ongoing scandal about the cover-up of a chemical weapons investigation in Duma. If you follow my work, you know the story well. In April 2018, Syria was accused of committing a chemical attack in the city of Duma. The US, Britain, and France bombed Syria based on that allegation. The OPCW put out a report that aligned with the U.S.-led narrative. But then we got a series of leaks showing that the actual inspectors who went to Duma found no evidence of a chemical attack and that their findings were suppressed in a blatant act of censorship and that the team itself was sidelined from their own probe. So Hans von Sponek and Lawrence Wilkerson appeared at the U.N. to speak about this. I spoke as well, and if you want to see or hear my remarks, you can go to thegrayzone.com, and they are linked below. And first, we will start with Hans von Sponek and his comments to the UN Security Council. Hans von Sponek, again, is the former UN Assistant Secretary General and former UN Humanitarian Coordinator for Iraq. These were his opening comments on the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. Thank you very much, Ambassador. I hope you will forgive me if I do refer for a moment to the past. The last time I spoke in the Security Council was 21 years ago, when I outlined the dangers of disinformation and the impact this had for the security and and livelihoods of the Iraqi people. I failed to make a difference. We all know what happened in Iraq and why it happened. It was then when I first interacted in Baghdad with a highly professional OPCW delegation, which had come at the request of the Secretary General Kofi Annan to close a UN disarmament laboratory under more than dubious circumstances. I appreciate the opportunity to participate participate today in this um, ARIA formula meeting on the unresolved Duma chemical weapons controversy. I want to assure you that I joined this meeting with respect, with great respect for an organization to which I belonged 32 years and which I value deeply. I understand that you are representing governments while I represent only myself. There have been already a good number of ARIA meetings on Duma. I would, it would be most unfortunate if a Duma fatigue sets in since this most serious controversy has yet 
to be resolved through a un unity of purpose consistent with the principles and may I, Ambassador, add the ethics of the United Nations Charter. The Duma debate is different from other UN debates where year after year, a majority of member states adopts recommendations without being able to solve the issue. The controversy on the alleged use of chemical weapons in Duma has to do with the seemingly irreconcilable contradictions between denial and acknowledgement of facts and the immediate impact this has on the security in the Middle East and elsewhere. Concerning the details and timelines for Duma, I would ask that you bear with me when I briefly, very briefly summarize what has become a reliable public platform of facts of international concern. The serious incident in Duma in April 2018 was followed by airstrikes involving three P5 members without, important to me as a former UN official, without Security Council consent. The strikes were justified as punitive measures for the alleged use by the Syrian Arab Republic of chemical weapons in Duma. A year later, a fact-finding mission report was published by OPCW providing exposed, exposed the allegation that chemical weapons had been used in Duma. The report did not, did not reflect that according to senior inspectors, there have been serious procedural irregularities and scientific flaws on how the investigation had arrived at its conclusions. Preceding the final report, an interim report became available in June 2018. The original draft referred to uncertainty about the use of chlorine agent. The reducted version, the manipulated version, however, indicated that reactive chlorine was present. We are told that some 50 civilians died in Duma, and yet the causes of their deaths remain unexplained. Going forward, these deaths must eventually be investigated as a potential war crime. The manner in which this serious controversy has been handled by OPCW management reflects the long-standing and systematic campaign that has sought to cover up any serious questioning of the OPCW through stonewalling and unacceptable smear tactics. Director General Arias is correct I repeat, is correct in referring to the politicization of the uh, chemical weapon debate, as he did yesterday at the EU Parliamentary Subcommittee on Security and Defense, pointing the finger at capitals, at, at capitals of UN member states as the parties that have the responsibility to resolve this crisis. I do agree. It, however, does not 
does not dispense a director general from his duties as a responsible manager of an important multilateral institution. At yesterday's EU hearings, which I viewed, he regrettably failed to answer precise and direct questions raised by members of the European Parliament regarding the Duma investigation. More generally, Ambassador and colleagues and members of the UN senior OPCW management has refused repeated requests by dissenting inspectors to meet and review the Duma file. OPCW also ignored to respond to inquiries by outsiders, including members of parliament. A statement of concern was signed in March by 28 internationally known and respected men and women, including OPCW scientists, coming from very different backgrounds. They had one thing in common, the demand for a transparent, independent, and accountable OPCW. The statement of concern was received by Director General Arias, but returned to the sender, returned to the center, to the sender without comments. An unfortunate act, in my view, of humiliation for the 20, 28 professionals who signed the agreement. I assume that the statement has also reached you as it was sent to all 193 OPCW state parties, the Security Council, the General Assembly, and the Human Rights Council in, in Geneva. Let me interject here with some uneasiness, Ambassador. I have decided willingly to join those who want to defend the integrity of scientific research, the credibility of OPCW as an important global institution, and more specifically, to help in the protection of the right of dissent. To put it crudely to you, crudely, I'm nobody's useful idiot here. The Security Council cannot be surprised that there is an increasing public pressure, people pressure. We the peoples remember the opening of the UN Charter for UN leadership to find an unbiased resolution of this troubling controversy. In this spirit, I would ask for no more, but also for no less, that you accept what I have today's, what I have today as a voice of an outsider. Duma is of course about the protection of scientific evidence, but Duma is only part of a much bigger geopolitical confrontation. It is about honesty and the grave danger of politicization of facts. It's about preventing unfortunate precedents from replication. It's about the protection of individuals 
revealing the truth. Nations and people alike must be protected from unsubstantiated claims. This demand is what motivates an increasing number of people in all parts of the world to prevail in making the case for truth about Duma. As a first step of redress and the healing of an institution, I would hope that statesmanship prevails in accepting facts and ending the defense of what has become indefendable. And that as members of the Security Council, especially the P5, your governments will use their collective influence next week at the forthcoming Conference of State Parties in The Hague to request OPCW's Director General Arias to provide a neutral forum for example, the OPCW Scientific Advisory Board, or alternatively, an independent commission in which the concerns of all the OPCW investigators can be heard. A review, ambassador behind closed doors and without media, with results made public when a fully objective and scientific investigation of the Duma attack of 2018 has become available. Thank you. So that is Hans von Sponeck, the former UN Assistant Secretary General, delivering his opening remarks at the UN Security Council about the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. After he spoke, the meeting went on for a long time. A number of diplomats shared their statements. The diplomats from the US, the UK, France, Germany, and their allies did not take up the Duma story on the facts and instead diverted to a number of other side issues. And Hans von Sponeck responded to this in his closing comments. Um, I, I just want to say a few things um, about the, the interim report in relationship to what the representatives of UN member states have, have said. If you take the before and after version of the interim report and you have in front of you clearest evidence of manipulation of an assessment made by credible scientists, as a normal individual who doesn't have to protect his or her government, I must tell you, I felt frightened because the evidence was so clear. I ask all of us, all of you, with respect, why can you not look at the material that Mr. Mati has put so well before us and, 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 and look at that? Um, if you think Please allow me to be open. If you think that it is simply defending the political interests of some particularly P5 members, you're mistaken. I don't come from that direction. All I want, and I think that's 
something where I will have and have a lot of support from the, the street, if you want, from the normal citizens around, is that the Security Council and the state parties take the courage and the time to look at material that is there to discover that we are not ill-led, manipulated individuals that are defending the political interests of some member states. It is, this is rubbish, forgive my strong language, but I'm very upset about that. The um, ARIA formula meeting that I have attended during the last three hours reminds me of the same approach, even though there was no ARIA formula in 2000, of what we heard coming out of the United Nations in New York uh, about Iraq and the evilness of that regime. We did not, we did not defend Saddam Hussein. Neither do we defend today in what we have said and stated uh, the president of, the current president of, 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 of uh, um, Damascus, of Syria. Two more things. Um, do you really believe that 28 individuals that decided with some courage, it's not easy uh, ambassadors to swim against the stream, but they decided to swim against the stream because they wanted what, what did they want? They wanted truth. They wanted facts. Of course, we have heard many voices this afternoon or this morning of governments rightly stressing the need to protect the organization. I think there's a consensus about that. Everyone wants to protect the integrity of a multilateral organization that is so important as OPCW. But then give yourselves and the others a chance by doing what we have put before this meeting where we have suggested that in a very non-ideological manner, but in the, in the spirit of how a multilateral organization should function, then let your delegations that are talking in The Hague talk about uh, the Secretary the Director General to get the team together. Everybody, everyone, whoever had anything to do in the fact-finding missions uh, with Duma, and it was about Duma. And if I have one disappointment about today's meeting, it is a, the fact that many delegations that spoke out totally missed the point. They talked about something they have said over and over, something went wrong. In saying something went wrong, nobody is saying on our side that we are defending uh, Damascus. We are defending the truth and the integrity of OPCW, and I hope very much that you can come to that same conclusion by encouraging Dr. Arias to meet with everyone and come out with a revised report not on any um, weapons misuse in Syria, but strictly and totally dealing with Duma. Uh, and then we are relieved. Who are we? We are normal people. We are not forced by anyone uh, to, to talk and, and defend the position uh, that is, is of, of uh, interest to a particular government. Forgive me, I've spoken in not a very eloquent way, but this is what I wanted to say, and I wanted to thank the ambassador of, 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 of Russia, the ambassador of China, for having taken this initiative that I'm sure was not very much favored by many whose voices we have heard this morning. Thank you. And that again was Hans von Sponek.
Now we turn to Lawrence Wilkerson. He is a retired Army colonel who served as the chief of staff to Secretary of State Colin Powell. In 2003, Lawrence Wilkerson helped prepare Powell's infamous speech to the UN, making the phony case for invading Iraq. Colonel Wilkerson has since renounced those Iraq war fabrications. And here he is now returning many years later to the UN Security Council to address another pro-war deception, the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. This time, of course, he is speaking against it. Well, thank you, and thank you to all of you for allowing me to appear before this uh, ARIA formula meeting. My bona fides, if you will, in this matter are general, and that's the perspective from which I'd like to speak. I served for four years as the assistant to the chairman of the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Colin Powell, roughly from 1989 to 1993. And then again, I served as his chief of staff and associate director of his policy planning staff when he was secretary of state, roughly 2000 and 2005. So that's the experience level I have, at the, if you will, in the highest corridors of power in Washington in the United States government. With that as a backdrop, let me say also that I know that the state capitals in the world, particularly Moscow, Beijing, Washington, Delhi, and others, use their influence whenever they can and whenever they feel it necessary to pressure international organizations. And I know that leading the pack in that regard is my country. I was there when we went around the world, for example, negotiating bilateral Article 98 agreements with every country we could get into in order to subvert the ICC and to make sure that no US troops operating in anyone's country could ever be prosecuted by the ICC. I was there when we brought undue pressure on the UN inspectors going into Iraq, not just once, but two or three times. I was there when Colin Powell gave that presentation at the United Nations. Indeed, I helped him to give it. I was there when we brought undue pressure on other international organizations to more or less influence them to make decisions that were in line with our policy preferences and in line with our security preferences. Every state capital in the world of consequence at one time or another has probably done that. I know Beijing, Moscow, Washington do it all the time. So that's the perspective I've coming from. And here's the second part of my perspective. This OPCW business really needs to get settled. We're never gonna have a perfect set of international organizations because of what I just described but we can do better. And when we make mistakes, tragic mistakes, which I think this is a case of, we need to try and correct them. And I applaud you for having this meeting and other things that are going on peripheral to it and ancillary to it that are trying to do this and all the people who are participating and trying to do it. Because here we have an egregious situation that uh, from everything I can see really calls on people of concern to straighten it out. And I like what uh, Hans just said about doing that, an independent commission and so forth. Um, at the same time, I realized too that it's difficult to do this sort of thing and to, in a sense, in a phrase, get away with it. 
because the capitals I just enumerated and others will be trying to keep you from doing it. Um, there's no question in my mind that Bashar al-Assad has done some evil things. There's no question in my mind that Saddam Hussein did a lot of evil things. There's no question in my mind, my mind that Washington has done a lot of evil things and Moscow and Beijing too. Um, but here is a specific incident where we are undermining one of those organizations designed by all of us, I hope, to keep that from getting out of hand, to keep things on an even keel, if you will, to make sure people are in fact held responsible for deeds that they do, whether they are purported as such in the media or not. The real facts, I've not been on the ground in Duma, but I've seen just hordes of photographs about the situation in Syria and about alleged chemical weapons use. And frankly, as a military professional, on each occasion, I was appalled. I was appalled at the media and the way they reported it. I was appalled at the sensation created around it and so forth. I knew that the United States Army, my army had spent time in the Mediterranean destroying, I think it was 600 metric tons of chemical weapons from Syria. Um, did Bashar al-Assad put some aside? Possibly. But I know from my own authorities that uh, they thought that was, a, a, in conjunction with the Russians, that that was a, a, a pretty thorough cleansing of chemical weapons in Syria. So my, my antenna were up, up acutely right away when someone claims that there was chemical weapons used in Syria and that it was the government of Syria that did it. And then when I saw the photographs and other things, I know a little bit about VX and sarin and chlorine and so forth. I, I saw that some of the claims were preposterous. They were preposterous, simply preposterous. When you see a man standing beside a crater, for example, um, and alleged VX or sarin was used, you know it's preposterous. The man would be dead. I know how effective these kinds of chemical weapons are. And I happen to know also what kinds of weapons Syria had in its stockpile. We had a dossier on that for a long, long time during the Cold War. So count me very skeptical on even any use of chemical weapons of consequence by the Syrian government in Syria. That's the start point. And then this occasion in April just seems to me to be a reflection of that, plus an attempt to uh, subvert uh, an otherwise pretty sound organization, the OPCW. Uh, I know how we tried to influence the IAEA with regard to Iraq and other countries. I know how, as I said before, we tried to undermine the ICC, we being Washington. So I'm here as a, an impartial observer, if you will, but my real interest is in, as I think most of your interest is probably in, is keeping this international organization sound. The OPCW is a very important organization. It, is, it represents one of the few more heinous um, utensils of warfare, if you will, uh, that we have largely gotten rid of and I would like to see totally eradicated from the face of the earth. And I'm a military professional telling you that. There is no good to be had out of chemical weapons, period, over, conversation ended. So we need to make sure this organization has the power and the backing and the support to do its job and to make sure that the, we fulfill these promises that nation states make about not having these heinous weapons. So that's my perspective on it. That's why I'm here. 
Um, and I'd be glad to answer questions regarding that perspective if we have some later on. And thank you for having me again. That was the opening statement of Lawrence Wilkerson speaking to the UN Security Council about the OPCW's Syria cover-up scandal. Now we turn again to Lawrence Wilkerson's closing remarks after diplomats spoke and just as Hans von Sponek pointed out, did not address the Duma scandal on the merits. Here again is Colonel Lawrence Wilkerson in his closing remarks. Thank you. And let me say, first of all, that as a military professional, I welcome all the powerful, strong statements from each of the states against chemical weapons and against their use, their stockpiling, against their very existence. Um, warm words to this military professional's heart. Second, um, I thought I've not been in uh, no experience with this uh, ARIA formula process, but I thought that it was conducted or set up so that we could do things on a little bit less usual, shall I say, basis. But what I've heard here today is everything but a discussion of the Duma incident and the OPCW's performance with regard to that incident. What I've heard is everything from Sergei Lavrov's promise to Ukraine to a tour de force or a tour de horribilis, if you will, of Syria's atrocious or alleged atrocious actions over the past few years. Um, and it has nothing to do really with the integrity of the OPCW, which to me seems at least has a high possibility of being very much undermined with regard to the Duma incident, April 18th. Um, so uh, that's the one thing I see about this discussion that was a little bit disconcerting is that we're not looking at that one particular incident where there is evidence that its integrity was undermined. One incident of undermining the OPCW or the IAEA or any other international organization's professionalism and conduct of its mission is bad uh, and should be looked at and should be investigated and the appropriate people should be reprimanded, uh, held to accountability or whatever. I know that's not something we do in the international community very often, if we did, my president, George W. Bush, would be up on war crimes, um, torture, clearly, a war crime. Um, maybe even the invasion of Iraq in 2003 was a war crime. Certainly, Kofi Annan uh, uh, made statements that it was. Uh, so, But I'm looking at the Duma incident, and I'm looking at the particulars of that incident, and I'm looking at what looks to me like a, a, a very convoluted process that produced a good report and then produced a report that was more politically influenced than it was uh, a report on the facts. So that's just the comment I have after listening to all of your conversations, which I enjoyed. Uh, and as I said, and I will repeat, I particularly enjoyed. My heart is throbbing from the fact that you all condemned chemical weapons and that you all seem to be sincere in that regard regardless of your political disposition. Um, and that's great. That's a wonderful thing. And I think the OPCW needs to be supported in all of its integrity with regard to policing that. Thank you. So that was Colonel Lawrence Wilkerson in his closing remarks to the UN Security Council, speaking to them about the cover-up of the OPCW's investigation of the alleged chemical attack in Duma, Syria. If you want to see my remarks, you can go to thegrayzone.com or click the link below in the show notes. We'll have more coverage of this soon. I have to say, personally, it was 
an honor to speak alongside these two distinguished diplomats, these people of conscience who have both spoken out about wars committed by their host countries, by their home countries, and have dedicated their lives to service and now in retirement are trying to challenge the worst injustices uh, of their governments, including this ongoing Syria cover-up scandal. And I was very moved to hear both of them speak so eloquently about it. Thank you, as always, for being a supporter and listener of Pushback. If you enjoy the show and are able to support it, please consider becoming a patron at our Patreon. The link is below. And thank you, as always, for making Pushback possible. 